Yo, pass the mic, then I'll pass the light. Roll another blunt, we on good vibes. Some pine kush and northern lights. Red eyes, call it pretty eyes. I'm satisfied, I'm in my zone. Roll another one, take another toke. Lit with my bros. We- What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Blood Tenders podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's going on with you? Beautiful day today. Yeah, it's not Friday. too hot outside. Friday. Friday. <laughs> and uh, the summer is just kicking off in Vegas. It's getting busier yeah. in Vegas, so that's kind of nice. Uh, so, anyway, speaking of great days, we have some special guests. Super special. Yeah. <laughs> every, every guest for sure, but... Um, we've smoked this cannabis. We've liked this cannabis. I am so glad to have them on the show. Some gentlemen from Fino Exotics. Please introduce yourselves, gentlemen. It's going down. I'm Jason. Jason Leifer with, with uh, Fino Exotic. I'm the COO of the company. Okay. Yeah. And I'm Adam. Adam Sherling. I'm the brand ambassador for White Label and Fino Exotic. Excellent. So if uh, you do live in Vegas... You've tried these products or come play in your cannabis lover. You have yeah. to have, especially with the drops they've been doing lately. Yes, that's especially with the um, the Fino Exotic Flower. I remember when they first dropped about, it was maybe a little over a year ago. Yeah, it was the end of 2019. Yeah. Jet Fuel. Jet Fuel Gelato. Um, the uh, Watermelon, watermelon Sangria. Yeah. yeah. And what I really liked about them was um, their the presentation, those boxes. Then it had the description of the the smell, the Breakdown, effects. Yeah, yeah yes. I love that. Customers love that too. Oh yeah. Um, was that what? What was behind that idea? Yeah, that was just our vision. You know, we wanted to uh, just make this brand, you know, collaborative, sophisticated, luxury, uh, exotic feeling, you know, urban street, and I don't know. We just something about the breakdown felt good. You know, kind of talking about the uh, the taste, the smell. The feel's a tricky one because mm-hmm. you're going to have some opinions on, you know, leading feels right. Yeah, <laughs> but it hits everybody a little different. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is it that you guys wanted to do different into the in the industry uh, for Vegas cannabis? What is it that you wanted to like set yourself yeah. apart from everybody else? I mean, that's kind of the even when we were discovering and making the brand name and working with our marketing expert to help us figure it out. You know, he just heard it. He was like, "Man, you guys are popping. You know, more seeds than I've ever seen. You know, an average grower do. Always trying to come out with that next new strain." Uh, you guys are working on your own breeding projects. So, like, he's like, every other sentence, you guys hear the word pheno. Right. You know, it's pheno hunt, pheno type, pheno this, pheno that. And then you, you you will use exotic a lot. He's like, you know, like, you say you play in that level of category. You know, you're not outdoor, you're not greenhouse, you're not B grade, you're not even A grade. So you're saying you're exotic grade. Right. So he's like, that's the pairing. You know, we, we went, we saw so many different names and lost soul in this. And then when this one popped, like, that's it. Because that's right. the story. That's who we are. You know, we're right. all about the pheno hunt. And we stay steady on that exotic, you know, lane. So how would you describe just for, I know our listeners, we've mentioned this before, but explain a pheno hunt. Please. Yeah, for sure. Um, so popping seeds is where it starts. And when you pop a pack of seeds, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be, you know, it's, it's like mom and dad is the parents of the lineage. So for example, uh, we were talking about one of our strains like hazmat. So mom is... You know, animal cookies and dad is 91 uh, chem dog. Um, so mom and dad make 10 babies and some babies are boys and some babies are girls. So, you know, us as flower producers, we're doing like an early sex test to determine who's male and female to separate the two. 
and we're only flowering out the females. So then of each of the females that we flower out, uh, those are phenotypes. Right. So we have like, you know, we, we just number them either like one, two, three to 10 or ABC or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, naming con convention that these guys want to do, right? I don't really care as long as we have a, a unique code for each one. And then each one of those is a phenotype. And so it's just a common term in the, you know, in, in cannabis growing to go on the pheno hunt. Right. So pheno hunt means, you know, popping seeds, you know, typing each one out, you know, just, just going for it. So do you have to literally like clip clones from, let's say, uh, you have the, 10 seeds, right? Mm -hmm. So each one is going to be numbered 1 through 10 box, whatever. Okay. And you um, you have those seeds and they, like, you clo do you clip clones from each one of those to build your farms for these? Yeah, it's each a great question. There's more than one germination seeding strategy. Okay. Um, so definitely you got to flower it out at some point. So we're probably not flowering generation one from the seed. So we'll probably, we call Gen 2 and Gen 3 further after each time we take a clone, we get to the next plant down. Right. Uh, so we're definitely get, you know, getting that initial seed, uh, getting some clones off of it, and then it's, it's those clones that make it to the first screen. While we still have clones from the family, like in each type, held back. Because we've got to hold plants back and uh, maintain them in the vegetative mode. So that in the event, you know, this phenol, this one, this is the win. You got to go back and, you know, put it into production. So you got to have it on, you know, you got to still keep it. Right. It's a lengthy process. You so know? you're just testing all of these different one, two, oh, three, four. Hundreds. Yeah. And then you're just picking out, hey, you are the A student. You are like. Well, they, they, and there's levels to the filter. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the first screen is pop. You know, you see the germ. You see the, you see the roots. Yeah. You don't have buds yet. Yeah. You know, you, and there's different speeds of how the plants grow in. And so, so that's going to be like screen one is uh, like the growing process early. And, and then you get to. Uh, you know, now you know now the thing's growing good. You're putting it into a flowering you know situation, and uh, you're gonna harvest it. So we harvest everything, and then as we're trimming, we know right away if it's making it to a jar that they want to show the owners and executives, <laughs> or it's just going into the wish wash bag, and you can call that one and call it a loser immediately. Okay, gotcha. So, so, so that, and then what happens is all these beautiful jars that we then start to further analyze. So we know we start this little checkbox. People say like, "Hey, what are your checkboxes? Like, how do you?" pick a winner. So it's like we go through all these steps. The last is the analytics. It's already got to okay. be a winner before testing. It's got to have that bag appeal. It's got to be loud. It's got to have that look. And then we, you know, it's got to have some decent yield behind it. You know, we can't, you know, grow stuff that's only capable of producing five grams of plant. Right. It's not going to work. <laughs> so it's, we've got some parameters around, you know, yield, on, especially on a first. You know, obviously, like, we're down to give something a second and a third try because if the first was a couple of grams lower than the line, it's not over yet. It's only the first time. Uh, but And then testing, you know, we got we got some lines that, you know, what sucks is that today in testing, you know, uh, a great 18 percenter with 30 milligram turfs will not move as fast as a, you know, you guys already know, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, oh unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we, we do have a little line that, that we play with on, you know, how good we'd like to see the test results, uh, both potency and terpene. And then we get to check it out. So like what we're smoking on right here, the, uh, the strawberry, what I was telling you guys yeah. about, and then the Zodas were from one of our last pheno hunts. They made it to the jar. They made it out to labs. And they even made it to the checkout, and now we get now we're checking it out. Nice. This, this is the it, checkout. Yeah, because it might it might not it might not pass the smoke checkout test. You, right. we, we might light this up. Everyone's said, "Dude, this is boof right here, dude." Mm -hmm. Don't matter what it tested at. Gotcha. Do you yeah. have a team like for that that does you like know, the checkout? We, yes, we, we have a good squad. You know, like to call it, and uh, you know, and, and good friends. Right. <laughs> so, so I think because you got to get feedback 
Yeah. And, and you can't get one person's, you know, taste on it. So, you know, we, uh, I would say just between the internal staff that gets to try it out and get feedback from, um, you know, situations like this. Yeah. You know, we call it like the community focus group or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, like that. It's, it ain't professional. It's just handouts and this and getting feedback. Our small batch series that we just dropped, that's its purpose is to work on enhancing the feedback situation and not only with the internal homies and, you know, private situations, actually being able to put that on the live floor. Right. So that's really cool that, you know, I think for us, it, it, like we're, we're going to be able to build and screen and build a better menu by doing this. Yeah. You know, like, like one of the owners was asked like, well, how are you going to fix this or this? I said, well, this small batch is going to be the resolution to making our menu grander. Right. Got you. You know? Can you look at a plant and tell it's a loser before it gets to like the final stages? Uh, in, in like the early veg and early flower while the plant's just like in a vegetative mode, um, at this point, all you can really grade is the health of the plant, you know, how vigorous it is, the root zone. Uh, once it starts to flower, then, then you're going to start to see the characteristics come out. So, you know, there's some stuff that's good, but like, like we said, we're in the exotic lane. So we, we have to see crazy bag appeal. Mm, so if it's yeah. just that normal green, to mm -hmm. me, that I don't care what it tests at or this, it, it, that's probably already going to go to the left. Uh, you know, so bag appeal is so important. A certain type of loud smell is important. Gotcha. The so. strains that I seek out or I wait for, like literally, I will, I will know the cycle of somebody's plants especially if it's a cultivator that I love. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, so we're coming on six weeks right now since the last drop we had here. <laughs> and that's how I used to gauge, drop almost to an accurate science, no wow. bullshit, to the point of where one day I asked one of the uh, cultivators that I really, really love, hey, you know, what happened to blah, blah, blah strain? And he's like, why? And I'm like, because you guys should have already dropped it. And he's like... Well, the mom died. He pulled it out. Whatever. Yeah, he, he came real with it. He was like, you know, well, we killed the mom accidentally, and so we won't be carrying that probably anymore. Wow. And I was like, mind blown. You do get that a lot. With Fino Exotic Flower, doing pop-ups around town at the different dispensaries, you do get that a lot with Fino Exotic. You have those customers that absolutely love Fino. They know those cycles of those couple of strains that they love. When we introduce a new one, it takes them a little bit longer to get on board with it. But when they do, they absolutely love it. Yeah. And they know when to come back and start asking for it. They know it's been a few weeks since that last time. And we should be due for another one here pretty soon because since we are so smaller kind of craft cannabis, it does kind of you know drop, then disappear, drop, disappear as people snatch them up as they come out. Yes. Know? I'm a super huge fan of like peanut butter broth, and I had to seek that shit out exactly when it mm -hmm. came when your uh, peanut butter souffle mm -hmm. right souffle mm -hmm. souffle mm -hmm. when you dropped that I was like literally I have to get that because not a lot of people do peanut butter and a lot of not cultivations do peanut butter <laughs> as well as I'd like it to be right. like I used mm -hmm. to remember like a good peanut butter strain used to be you know or used to yeah, like, the original is the breath. Yes. I'm actually the only, the only one. Yeah, the heavy hand, straight to the face. Yeah, it was strong. Yeah, I loved that, so I always used go. to seek that. But I'm going to tell you, you guys do a great job. Nice. 100%. Like, it's just really great uh, cannabis. Nice. What made you guys do a peanut butter? Like, I, nobody ever does it, and I don't understand why that. Like, we have to, you have to search to find on those. Yeah, to us, uh, when we were like, you know, we're always trying to improve the menu. So, like you were saying, when we first released, we had these first three, four strains. Yeah. We knew it wasn't over. We have to, uh, with the brand called Fino Exotic, <laughs> it wouldn't be right if we weren't dropping new strains regularly. And so you're just trying to get creative, trying to follow like you know the, some of the exotic trends, and 
maybe some styles not to even do because these are the ones people claim that are not exotic style. So for us, peanut butter was like a must, you know, like pe- peanut butters were getting hyped. There was all different new type of peanut butters. Yeah. Even like in the craft brewery, peanut butters were kind of jumping and getting cool. Mm-hmm. Do you stay away from certain strands because every, like everybody's doing them? Oh, 100%. Like a, yeah. garlic cookies or GMO. Mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. So with Fino's, when, if, when, when Fino first dropped, uh, we weren't doing as many of our own personal breeding projects. So we did pick up like the red carpet strains of the year. I think it was like Mac, Melonade, mm-hmm. Jet Fuel. Uh, but but our, our long-term goal is to develop our own strains. Like when we pull up, we don't want to hear... Oh, I can buy the Mac from this other dude, and it's testing two percent higher, and it's two bucks cheaper. It's like, man, we pull up, we want the red carpet. We, you can't find our shit, right? You can't find the Tokyo Drip, uh, the Hazmat. Those are strains that we developed on our own. So the yes. goal is to do more of those strains. So we so try, try to stay away from strains that everyone else is growing. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes it's impossible because you do want to grow something really cool and be one of the first ones out with it. But then maybe five, six people will come out with it. So maybe that strain is not meant to be on our menu for five years, but just while we're the red, you know. Right. It was good. And uh, yeah, I think there's certain types of flavors or profiles that maybe don't match our style. Yeah. Uh, they may be like super hazy or strains or I, I don't know. I, I just think, you know, there's a different, if, if you're saying that your product's for everybody, then I think you're wrong. Yeah. You, you should know your lane. Yeah. You should know that this, this uh, brand is targeting, you know, a, a certain kind of community yeah. or a demographic, like you know? Absolutely. So, uh, we feel that the exotic connoisseurs, uh, they, you know, we think we have an idea of their profile, you know? Yeah. Well, especially when somebody comes in and they know their shit and they're yeah. like, I want some exotic. Yeah. And you get that question and they're like, I want some real exotic. Or they hit mm-hmm. you with the, where's, where's the Zaza? The Zaza. Right. Zaza. Where's the Zaza? <laughs> that was funny, huh? Yeah. The gas. <laughs> the gas. But for me, those people will know and they'll come back. Yeah. And, it, and they'll tell you. It wasn't about like... Some crazy taste, and you know what I mean. It was what it was about was the actual pheno hunt. What was what it was about was the background, and a lot of the time people would come in, and this I used to hear this all the time. Do you guys have anything that's on sale that's like a small batch kind of situation or something that you guys sell that is very exclusive? exclusive yeah. So you folks drop something small batch. And really, when I heard about it, I was like, and it came fast. Yeah. Like, I heard it from about 15 people. They were like, oh, my gosh, Female Exotics has this really great uh, new small batch. Now, for those people out there that are listeners, what the hell, when you say small batch, what does that mean? You're making, like, five plants with small yeah, batch. Yeah, exactly. for, so, so, you know, small batch for us it might mean different than, like, in the beer industry or, you know, whatever it is. So, what we've done is, you know, we used to have a big pheno hunting room, but it was, you know, pretty random and... You know, it was really just for internal purposes. And, you know, the whole goal was we really want to, you know, engage with that community. So we have our current flowering uh, setup is four rooms. So we got to drop every three weeks. That's our that's our schedule. Uh, soon we'll have more rooms and a faster schedule or whatever that means, like more trains on the, on the wagon. Uh, but we've dedicated a small piece of our room, every room, to the small batch. Yeah. And so what that means is that's almost like a, whether you want to call it a pheno hunt or something that we're running for the first time. Uh, that we're going to put out to the community. So our small batches are going to be roughly, let's say, 500 jars a drop. Mm-hmm. And we can't control the weight. Like, if it's right. the first time I'm screening this thing, I have no idea. You know, some might do triple weight, you know, and I get 1,000 jars, and some might only give me 200 off. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really dedicating the same amount of area per. But, you know, every strain yields a little different. Yeah. So on paper, we, you know, it looks like 500 jars a drop. Um, you know, the goal is that we're going to be only talking about them in their like lineage form, like who the mom and dad is. 
So the one that we're, we were smoking, the project. Do you guys know what, what BX1 means? No. No. Okay. So so BX1 is pretty cool. So pro- anything that you ever see BX1, that's going to be the mom and dad are the same cross. Okay. So it's uh, like like this one is Project 4516 crossed again into Project 4516. So it's not the original, like what made Project 4516 was Gelato and Platinum Puff. Okay. So that's not what this is. The, the, you know, so, so we have a, yeah, bat, you guys heard of the term bat cross? Yes. Yeah. So that's BX1 equals bat cross. Oh, okay. Yes. And so we have some dope bat crosses in the works. We got a jet fuel, jet fuel bat cross that we're about to put down. Uh, we've had some other ones in the past. So yeah, bat cross pretty cool. Bat cross uh, opens it up even more. So right. Like, I see this is number seven. How many of these, or how many? Uh, yeah, so this was phenotype number seven. Yeah, how many did you have? So uh, when we first popped, you know, I think that the seed pack was like 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time it got filtered down, you know, so we probably had like <coughs> four or five. Um, and then what we actually, you know, try to run out and test. Because that's what, you know, I think what some people also don't understand about our small batch is that we won't put it out if we're not 100% confident to put it in the jar. Mm-hmm. So there, there has been already a couple. Um, you know, even though we say we're harvesting every two weeks with the goal is to put a small batch every couple of weeks, you know, we have ran into a spot where like, Hey, I don't want to put this out. Right. So, you know, unfortunately we're not dropping the batch, you know, yeah. not that week. Yeah. It's going to skip to the next round. Yeah. Um, so, so on this one, we actually had three different phenotypes that we, we ran with. One we, we for sure knew, uh, wasn't worthwhile jarring, you know, we, we, we were, and then two, we, we went out for testing and one just tested too low. And cause we're so early in this small batch. We don't want people to feel like uh, you know they're they're paying premium to just be our tester. Right. Uh, I think it's really important that we don't put out anything like too low of testing in this early days. As the story develops, I won't be as nervous to put out a sixteen or a seventeen percenter to get the community feedback. But uh, that's what it was: one test at twenty one, and the other one that I actually thought on paper the bag was better tested at sixteen. Mm. And we we're like, you know, we just don't want to uh, ruin the perception right now, so mm. we're just gonna put out, you know, maybe down the row we put more out like this. <laughs> Right. You know, and, and see how they, uh, you know, because it's, it's only the first round, right? Right. So, you know, it's not all about the THC score. So somebody asked me this the other day. I, my brother asks me, and I and I have to say this, like, Tony, if you're out there, this is just for you, sir. He asks me the silliest fucking questions about <laughs> cannabis. But I find them to be in-depth questions later because sometimes them silly-ass questions are going somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So he asked me, he's like, when they say they're popping seeds, what are they doing? Are they po- really literally popping the seed? Are they popping a bag open? He's like, what are they popping? <laughs> yeah, so popping is more of the slang term. We're right. germinating the seed. Okay. Yeah, so so for us, I mean, and there's more than one germination technique out mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, you, you, see, you see people putting them in like in a cup of water or shot glass and then, you know, they sprout. And then, and then you, you got to place them in their starter medium cube. We just... Uh, we, we use like a starter medium cube. You know, there's like rock wool. You heard of like, like yeah. rock wool. And different yeah. stuff. So we use like a rock wool and we're, we just pre-soak it, treat it and just, yeah, just pop it and don't even waste our time. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We, and we've tried every, you know, germination technique. So we really like this one. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to touch it when it sprouts. It's already in the cube, you know? Right. And how does a cross happen? So that's breeding. Yeah. Yes. So, so that, that's the mating. Okay. Um, what we so, so that, that one we don't do at our facility because we're just a flower producer. Right. Uh, but but we do collaborate with a lot of uh, breeders themselves that have their own. I like to call them studios. Right. Or, you know their own setup. Um, and that's the combination of you know introducing male pollen into a female uh, at a certain period of the flowering cycle. And would that be just having them both together? And there's more than one way time. to do them. I think that t- today the professionals that are clean, organized, got that new tech, 
Um, you know, you, you'll have your flowering room where yeah. you're going to put your, you know, the females that are going to get dusted with the pollen, however you want to call it. And they're going to, you know, just do it. So I mean, it's, it's a normal setup. You know, when there's 10 lights, two lights, you know, plants are growing. And once those female plants are at a certain stage, they're good for mating. Right. And that's when you want to introduce the male pollen. Right. So that's a whole other setup. You got to have, you know, now this male thing going down and collecting your pollen and your know, timing is important because these girls are going to be ready to mate with, you know, the third week of flower or once they're, you know, it's a, there's a certain prime time, right? Right. That they're ready in that eight. And then what's going to happen is those flowers that would, would normally be just perfect smoking flowers are usually full of seeds. Right. And depending on how they, how they made it, they could have a lot of babies in, the, in there. Or it, it could be like a weak seed producer. Right. And then from there we get the seed and then we go on our phenol hunt. Right. And you cross. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then it's funny because, you know, the old school guys, they used to uh, you know, just bring in their male plants and back it around, <laughs> put, put it behind this fed. And these new sure. guys, yeah, they, they just collect the, no. the pollen and they go with like that baby sniffer. And they just like go like really nice and organized and clean. Everything gets like an equal amount, you know? <laughs> so it's, I don't think it's needed to bring the whole thing in and make a mess. Right. <laughs> I was actually watching a uh, TikTok. And there was not a TikTok of reels, and there was a dude who had uh, plants, and he was literally taking keef, and with a paintbrush. Yeah, so that's what he's doing. That's the male pollen. That's not keef. It yeah, looks uh, like keef. it looks like keef. It's mm-hmm. pollen, right? Yeah, that's that's the male pollen. Okay, and so that's he's a... introducing the male pollen you know, on the female. Okay, so gotcha. Can, you know, that's the mate right there. There you go. Yeah. So that was that. That's that it. was everybody. I was like, "What is going on here?" Now, here's the thing: I worked in cultivation, but I was only like packaging, right? So I never really got. I, there was like almost like that fun disconnect because there was a lot of people that worked in the cultivation back of house mm-hmm. that I could really explain terpenes to, like into an adept science. And then there was people, you know what I mean, in packaging that always wanted to know what they what people were doing. And we know there was different rooms, and we would go and do tours all the time. But if you ask me how that process went from the time I worked there, I could never explain that to you because it feels there's somebody working that room all day long. So in order to, for you to get a like a uh, education on it, you're gonna have to go from room to room to room to room to room to room because everybody does something fucking different, right? So it's it's fucking cool to watch. Do you guys have a lot of people that work at Fino Exotic or is it like a small family? I mean, it's growing. Um... At the Fino Farm, there's about 12 or so full-time employees. Yeah. You know, spread between different roles. And then we bring, because we're only trimming every three weeks right now, we, we bring in like a seasonal temp crew. Right. Uh, and they just trim for like one week. Uh, as our facility gets bigger, you know, we'll have a, more of a full-time trim situation. Right. Love to get people full-time jobs. It's just, you know, it's not there. It's not there right now. Right. But company-wide, it's about 50 because we have a manufacturer production facility. Uh, and, and the current brand pumping out of there is White Label. Yeah. Uh, and some other cool, cool stuff. And, you know, we do processing and <coughs> some deal flow for some other clients. Uh, so, so there's about 25 or so people there. And a sales department, accounting, this and that. And so the, by the time you go, you know, it's about 50 right now on the, on the, on the whole team. That's awesome. That's dope. Man, but, that's but white it, feels, label. it feels like small family. Yeah. The, the, the culture, mm-hmm. the passion in, that, in those rooms feel a little different than a big shop or like some corporate shop, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you work in retail, you love like smaller mom pop yeah. type feels, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's the grassroots of anything. Anyway, usually that lineage of cannabis growth goes real far back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of like that because it's like, there's a lot of education to be had and you learn a lot. 
yeah. from people. You you when it starts small, you can and you start with somebody early on, you can actually grow and then you get all that education, which is like what? Yeah. Priceless, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those white label pre rolls came on strong. Ooh. Infused. Yeah. Some of the strongest yeah, you can those, get. Those are the strongest right. in the game. Yeah. <laughs> for people, sure. People, especially employees, they hopped on those like consistently. Yeah, um, they're clean, man. Yeah, the, the two most popular ones, the Supernova mm-hmm. and the um the collab you guys did with Kushko. Yeah. Like that yeah. was different. Mm-hmm. Because um what the do you guys infuse with? The sour power yeah. OG, yeah, yeah. Because it's um infused with diamonds, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Because they're different than other infused pre rolls. Yeah, so our uh, concentrated choice to make the infusion is THCA diamonds. Mm. And I think that right there is our you know, that's the big we, the two big differentiators what sets our pre roll apart is the choice of concentrate, that's the pure THCA and the premium flower. And you know, what's really cool with ours, not to say like if you make it that way it's bad. If you make it with Distillate and Keith, it's bad. Okay, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to taste good. If you make it with Crumble, I'm not saying it's the worst, but it, it definitely is going to uh, not smoke as clean. You're going to get a, a full flavor of the Crumble hash, and you can pretty much put whatever flour in there because you're not going to taste it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to run. It's going to burn a little different. It might even put that little oil down the you know the, the thing. So, so ours have like a way better smokeability because they just burn clean. They don't run, and you can really actually taste the flour because mm-hmm. the THCA is almost, uh, I don't know the right word, I'm not like a scientist, but like pure, like isolated. It has, yep. like, it has no flavor. Yes. It has no terps. When you test our THCA, it's like 99.99. Yep. And that's what makes them uh, so goddamn potent <laughs> Yes, because we're starting with the most potent start, yes. and, and we use a heavy blend. Yeah. Uh, you know, between the flour and the THCA mix to help that, you know, that, that high, you know, that, that crazy high experience. When I add THCA diamonds, I have to add something. You have to mix it. Yeah, yeah because there's no really no flavor to that. Yeah, it's, it's not designed to smoke pure. Yeah, yeah. in my yeah. opinion, it's, it's a different high too. Like definitely yeah. a little less full entourage mm-hmm. animal, more like a like straight more, to the head. It's fast. It's fast. Instant. Yeah, it's great. We, we we make a joke like it's like to the moon. Like it's like our slogan with that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it yeah. feels like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the supernova that that's an exclusive collaboration that we did just for planet 13 mm-hmm. they're the only ones in the whole state that will ever have that strain uh, we're making some better packaging for them too that, that now that's been taken off um and then the and then we do these farm collabs where they're uh they're not exclusive but but we're mentioning like who the featured farm is and, the, and their strain specific so you talked about the kushko so we'll always be rocking kushko uh, infused pre-roll collabs mm-hmm. and then pheno exotic will get its collab on too okay yeah, so most of them are just like funky blends yeah. of premium. You know, we, we'll take anywhere from like two, three, or four cool different flower combos and make a, you know, make a fun salad. Yeah. And then we come up with like a fun name. Uh, but, you know, we have been getting into more like just the strain-specific feature of the farm. Give them the cred, you know? So Kushko, Fino's got the collab. We've had a couple other ones in the past, Viva La Buds. Those yeah. are some really fucking great collabs. Heavy hitters, yeah. hell yeah. We only yeah, with the legacy farms, man. We, we can't be putting no outdoor <laughs> and greenhouse in, in our product. Ah, uh, so good. Yeah. Hell yeah. So what's what's next? Or like, I know we got this. Coming up. Yeah, coming up. Small batches always dropping. It's going to be always okay yeah, for so sure. Every couple of weeks is the goal. It might be three, it might be four. But staying consistent with the new small batch coming up. Uh you know, I want to say, oh, the next one's going to be this one. But what if it don't test good, you know? Right. But the next one is Jet Fuel times Jet Fuel. So, oh, so Jet Fuel I'm so excited for that one. So it'd be the Jet Fuel BX1. BX1, yeah. BX1, nice. okay. Jet Fuel BX1. We got a few different phenotypes of that. 
we did a jet fuel. That was our personal breeding project. You know, we were known for the jet fuel. We wanted to do our own strains, not somebody else's, you know, menu. So we did jet fuel times the jet fuel, jet fuel times the hazmat, the cross with the Mac, the melanade. We got about 10 coming out. Yeah. So we're going to roll them out through the small batch, get everyone's feedback. And hopefully make, you know, the whole goal with small batch too is that the feedback would uh, convert into helping us select official menu strains. Nice. You know, what's funny um, because you guys got this small batch number, you put out 420. So once people. Oh, how many like, units on the drop? Yeah. yeah once right. people realized that, they was like, well, let me get the, the number four, uh, 420. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Like, yeah. yeah. They requested those. Yeah. They wanted that special number. And what you have to do? We'll go run and find that one? Yeah. yeah. Go see someone's drawer. Number seven. You know, yeah. someone snatched up that good one, too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, all, the, all the small batch series will always be number jars like that. They're nice. always going to have those limited number jars on there. Nice. Yeah. I definitely I got number three on that one. Nice. Nice. That's it a good was, one. Yeah. Yeah. But other new things, you know, we're going to be rolling out with some cool, uh, infused pre-roll like different variation packs so maybe like a smaller one or like a dog walker style packs we got some cool ideas on the rollout for the infused pre-rolls and then Fido's coming out with some new stuff too you know we'll have a like a vaporizer system coming soon like a sauce kind of pod concept Mm. uh, all in one so that that's gonna be kind of cool yeah and uh, yeah just work always innovating right we 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 stay on that innovation we don't we don't sleep that's that's how it's gotta be you know yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what makes people go out to hunt themselves. Like, right. we do our own, like, phenol hunts and at the dispensary because yeah. we're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, I have to try this. Anything that drops that's like, gets any kind of sort of buzz, even if it's, if I hear it once, I'm like, my, I peaked. Like, if I hear it again from somebody that I know smokes heavy, I'm like, Got to go fucking get this shit right now. Yeah. So that's the same thing. Like, I, I, And I think that that's the way it is when people come in, even if they're coming into town and they don't know the different brands or the right, different right. cultivations. When they come, they're still like looking at you have two customers. One that's going to look at the bud structure and be like, oh, my God, this mm-hmm. looks incredible. Then there's going to be people who are going to look at testing numbers. Just the labs. Right. right. Just the labs and not even... Good portion of that, a lot, cause, because we just, yeah, the THC, not the terpenes or anything THC, else. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I think when you said that you were going to come out with something at a lower percentage, I just want to talk to our audience and the listeners out there. There Again, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Actually, some of the best strains Absolutely. that I go out to hunt usually are low THC numbers, but <laughs> they're exclusives. You don't see them very often. You know, they drop in... 18% has slapped the shit out of me so many right. times with terpenes, taste profile. You know when your chest opens up and you're like that first hit and you're like, oh, I'm going to get fucking high. I can already tell. And the taste, the flavor profile, how it hits the back of the, you know what I mean? The back of the throat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, everything. Everything about it. So, I mean, like, keep doing what you folks are yeah, doing. Our peanut butter souffle is never tested above 22. Right. And it's, that's... It's on average 20, yeah. 21. Sometimes we have some 18s, 19s. We get yeah. beat up yeah. for it, you know? Man. Our Tokyo Until trip, they smoke it. Our Tokyo trip never yeah. tested over 21. Have you guys tried our Tokyo? No, no but I saw it. Tokyo is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, and yeah. that thing is, like, the Terps on that one are probably one of our, our highest in our menu but yeah. we can't get it to test over 21 and it was crazy I was reading a review I didn't know I was like man it was like we don't think about cutting the strain out it's like you know, we're getting beat up on it uh, 
somebody ran a report of like different brands and different strains that have been mentioned on Reddit. And Tokyo Drip was in, in sixth place. It got mentioned like 18 times. Yeah. And it's never tested above 21. So that just proves that. Don't get smoke, discouraged. No, yeah. Like, put no. that shit out because yeah. like, hopefully, <coughs> excuse me, the bud teams will do their job. Exactly. Right? And educate the customers. Mm-hmm. Like, right. hey, this 16, 17% here is smacking because of the terpenes. X, Y, and Z. So, man, yeah, please don't don't yeah, be discouraged. Our Tokyo's man. loud. Keep you open that. that bag and it's down the hall. It's man. one of my absolute yeah. favorites. That yeah. turf combination is so unique with the limonene and linonol combination like that. You never see that combination. When I first joined the company, it was testing out around 17% and became instantly one of my favorite strains I ever smoked. It yeah. just smokes very delicious oh, and it hits you so very good. stony. You know, yeah. I absolutely love Tokyo yeah, Drip. The, the Tokyo Drip is uh, Sunset Sherbet crossed with a Triangle K mm. or Triangle Kush. Yeah. Florida Kush is the same strain. But. And it has been interpreting really well to the Tokyo Drip batter and Tokyo Drip pre-rolls, yeah. too. It's, it's been, it's been sweet really, gas. really great. Sweet yeah. gas. Definitely. Got, that's a pickup for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How's that one? That, that's the Zoda that we're trying. Which one is that? Zoda. What's that cross? So Zoda is um, by this company called Umami Ooh. Seeds. And it's uh, Zuchi. 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 Uh, cross with... Uh, I think it was like acai gelato soda, something like that. Seattle oh, soda. What? <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 on paper, it looks stupid crazy. So I was oh, like, yeah. we got to try this guy right here. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, just by reading it out, I thought it would be like a sweeter strain. Yeah. It's sweet. <laughs> it has a sweetness to it. Yeah, candy. on the back end. Okay. So if people are at home, last but not least, people are at home and they're chilling. They're like, hey, man, I just want to grow some shit at home real fast. I want to learn how to do something. I want to be able to like try to do this type of thing. What is your advice to people that are growing at home? Patience-wise, people will fuck it up every fucking time, every the first time, yeah. time right? So yeah, just go slow. Yeah, you, know, you can only uh, you can only do one thing at a time. Right. You know, it's just yeah, less is more. Right. Less, less is more. Yeah. Right. Don't go crazy. Don't try to like yeah, grow keep fields. it simple. You definitely can't follow everybody's directions because you know there's like more than one way to grow, but you can't take all ten of them trying to make it work. Right, and man. If, if you have a friend that is successfully doing it, just call him for the tips. That's don't it. go on YouTube. Don't you know? Just start with his. You know, and, and get your you know get your training wheels going, and then from there you can start experimenting with more and understand how to you know, do the more. But go slow. That's great advice. Yeah, yeah and, and find your homeboy that's already doing it. Do it just. Right. <laughs> I just call you once a week, you know, to just for five minutes to get a couple tips, dude. They'll probably say yes, you know? Hell yeah. That's the best advice yeah. ever because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like, listen, I'm just going to get a clone from you and we start from there. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll work our way to all that other germination yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. later. Yeah, don't even think about seeds. Right. Just find somebody who will, you know, donate a, a nice clone for you or a couple clones or whatever it is that's already like. The strain's proven. Yeah, popping sees a for more advanced, yeah, more advanced individual. <laughs> now when you want to start, yeah, yeah. So I'm starters out there, try to get you a nice little clone. Yeah, you know? hell yeah, man. Care. We we appreciate you guys coming on, man. You killed it. Hell yeah, hell thank yeah. You, thank you. Um, but before we get up out of here, we have to know um, what you've been smoking on. What I've been smoking, I've been definitely been smoking on this project uh, four five one six back cross heavy these last few weeks because it's brand new. Yeah. I'm always trying to smoke on the newest shit we got. Yeah. But if I'm picking from our uh like from our original lineup, I smoke a lot of the I smoke a lot of all of it, man. Tokyo <laughs> has just whatever you know, because we're always putting out uh, something different. Something different, yeah. yeah. With, with the rotation that we're on right now, it's probably like a couple strains every harvest. 
So, you know, that harvest, that's what we're smoking on, you know? Yeah. You're smoking one. on Adam. I've been hitting our jet fuel like crazy the past couple of weeks. I'm a big fan of our jet fuel. It's real gassy. It's a classic for us. It won a High Times Cup for us in 2019. Oh. So I'm a big, big fan of it. So I've been hitting that jet fuel pretty much night and day, all day, every day, yeah. <laughs> the, past, the past week. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a great smoke, real heady, real strong. Hell yeah. What about you, Rocky? The last flower I smoked was the BX one. That BX one? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. No lie. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just finished. It rolled. I, I was going to wait, but I couldn't because yesterday I had a really crazy day. And if you smoke that BX one, literally, I look like the Joker afterwards. <laughs> no lie. That BX one's funny. You know, when, when we were riding it, we didn't think how it would look on like a metric tag or like a lab. And then once you have to put on the label. And I'm like, that thing looks crazy on the label. Yes. Like, and then somebody said, this is like Elon Musk naming weed strains now. He <laughs> <laughs> has a crazy name, huh? Jarrell, what about you? Hey, what you smoking um, on? Other than the Project uh, 4516, the Glow on Fire from GLP. Ooh, nice. Oh, it yeah. dropped last week, Classic. so I picked some of that up. Cool. Yeah. Always smacker, yeah, yeah. for sure. GLP's good, very consistent. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, sure. but like even with them, like their numbers are never like super high, or right. not all the yeah. time. Like they're one of the brands that taught me that. They're yeah. one of the brands that taught me to you know trust herbs and not THC. Exactly. Yeah, trust the grow, the grow process. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, yeah. trust who the producer is. I think that's like when I go to check out new weed when I buy not our product. Uh, definitely, I just you know, trust the grower. I want to try his new strain. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that cool brand you know drop that new, I'm gonna fuck with the scores. You know, I just trust the grower, dude, that they they would have put it out or whatever. You know. Right. Oh yeah. Wise absolutely. Words, wise words. Yep. I mean, I'll I'll seek out the good cultivators. Yeah. <laughs> All sure. right. So, um, if uh, anybody out there wants to learn more about Fino Exotics, if they're in the Las Vegas area and they want to pick up some really, tr- honestly, you guys, some really tremendous bud. Thank you. Yeah, where? How can they find out a little bit more about? Yeah, you? I mean, we, we got a drop going down every three weeks, so we, we don't like you know. You could uh, for sure follow us at uh, Instagram at Fino Exotic. Uh, we always post our drops. You know, okay. we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty accurate at timing. You know, getting them up on time. Um, we we mix it up to like a, like I'll say about a handful of shops, maybe a dozen shops every drop. It's kind mm. of the idea, and we mix it up. But some of the steady guy, uh, you know, shops that are always pick you know t- getting them is uh, Planet Thirteen. Jardine, Jenny's, okay. the source, Nubu. I could keep going, but you're like, a, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Everybody wants to get the feelings, yeah. Honest. But you know, but don't sleep on it because it, it usually don't sit on the shelf for much more than a week or so, and yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be out until the next drop. All right, guys, you heard it first. Uh, Instagram at Fino Exotic. Uh, everything for High Bud Tenders, all social media platforms, High Bud Tenders. Uh, as well, we are at www.highbuttenders.com forward slash podcast for the podcast forward slash shop for our online shop. Right now, we're working on getting some more uh, apparel and things online. So hang out for us, guys. We appreciate everybody who bought stuff. Yeah, I am blown away, love. man. Love. love. Yeah. So thank you, folks. We really appreciate you. And as always, stay high, butt tenders. <laughs> <laughs>